Welcome to the Think Big and Go Global podcast. I am your host, Mireille Zula, founder of Global Women & Co., a global organization aiming to empower women locally and connect them globally. My background is in media and psychology, and my mission is to help women build their confidence and grow their financial freedom. I want to see women thriving and standing in their power, and it never has been a better time than now. In these episodes, you will meet women and men around the world who have gained skills, knowledge and wisdom aiming to become better and contribute more. Tune in to learn everything about mindset, psychology and business. You'll take yourself in such a journey to change, recreate, transform and reprogram yourself. I invite you to a path that will guide you to be more fulfilled, happier and excited to live a meaningful life. So let me introduce you with Nama Kostainer. She has traveled from Austria, even during this time that everybody is isolated somehow. I don't know how you found the way to come back to London. Oh, that was a way. <laughs> Nama is uh, a psych clinical psychotherapist, a coach and an artist. Yes. And uh, when I ask her where are you based, she's all over. She is originally from Austria, but she's coming from Israeli. She has a home in London and a truly global woman. So Nama, welcome back to London. Thank you. It's good to be How back. How does it feel? How long have you Strange. been away? You know, it's been almost a year and I couldn't travel. First of all, you know, I got injured, so I'm a bit handicapped at the moment using a stick, so that makes it even more complicated. But um, I think I felt a need to, to travel again. You know, I felt a need to feel kind of more at home. I've been in lockdown for about three months and to kind of get that flow of things. I believe that if you change something, you go back to a flow state. So it just felt very important to do it again. And I find the UK strange as all the world is now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand that. And uh, well done for um, making things happen and for, for being brave to still continue living a normal life under these circumstances. So, Nama, you are a clinical psychotherapist. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about mental health. Okay. What have you been experiencing recently as you work with different clients wow. around the world? Okay, so I've been a mental health practitioner for over 25 years and um, I opened my coaching business in 2007 where I wanted to work specifically with creatives, creative entrepreneurs. And, you know, having a background of art, I think, helps it's like a, a media of expression. It's something that you can use as a coping mechanism. But I think, okay, here, here's the answer. Here it's how it's going to sound. So it's a bit funny. I think for those of us who were very much immersed in our routines, it's been weird because people are looking to find their income and looking to find their businesses in the same way that you're used to doing it. So if you've been this person that's very much, let's say, programmed even to wake up in the morning, to have very specific routines, I think for that chunk of society, it's been a bit challenging to think about what can I do now? How can I 
we talked ourselves about you changing all your platforms to be, you know, COVID friendly in a sense that they're more in the internet and thank God for the internet right now. But I think for many people, it was hard not to travel. It was hard um, to think about working from home, homeschooling. I think those people were in a bit more of a crisis. What I found interesting, Mirella, perhaps you also find this a bit funny, is that people who naturally tend to have struggles like uh, with challenges so with some people you're saying some people are really good in finding struggles even without covid yes <laughs> yes yes but those people interestingly enough i found a calmness during covid because it's almost like someone's telling you all the time there are always challenges and when it happens globally you find this peace because it's almost like you find a justification oh they, they blame the world exactly <laughs> you find a justification for your situation finally so now that's everybody excuse my language but now everybody's stuck so yeah that's i should good. be stuck as well exactly it's now, okay. now it's working i mean i was worried for some people how they're going to function and I was surprised by the, the ability of actually having their coping mechanisms works fantastically because finally everyone understands and you know it puts it's it puts someone in the state of mind of asking okay you know what if you need this this reassurance from the outside all the time that now people understand in order to feel better look at what you've been wavering on look at what you've been relying on you all the time looked outside to external circumstances to feel better about yourself be it people now understanding me better so i feel better and of course it makes sense but it it puts all the i think when we're when we're mentally a bit imbalanced we put all our emphasis on external circumstances it's just i think we've all been affected by these circumstances it's just how we've let the outside affect us so the for these people it would be now i feel more understood and for others it would be okay i need to find some sort of system so i can still work but i think for either um we really need to find a way to internalize our balance no matter what like i know we've been speaking before about the way that you handle challenges and because you said i've been on this journey forever so any challenge that i see it doesn't matter if it's covid or something else that we're going through it's just another step yeah, to go through it's just another form of it and th the interesting question is really how do we find resources mm. in such times to to actually not look at everything from a very limited perspective and you know uh, you're right and uh uh, that's there are so many ways that people cope when they face challenges when they face problems because coping and dealing with stress with fear with anxiety and certainty it's very different from different people yeah but still statistics in this country show that the mental health is becoming a big crisis yes so um, do you think this is like the same in in every culture in every country or some so. probably people in some cultures they are more prepared for example um, you know some as you said some people as they are used to face challenges all the time they just see it as a as a something different it's just another one but some people that they their culture is is routine wake up in the morning get the train go to the office finish get out get a beer go home until the weekend comes and that's it but not all the cultures have the same rhythm the same routine uh, does it do you think that it, this is a way of experiencing differently and a way of coping in a different way or I, I want to see your perspective because you have traveled a lot and I want to see your perspective 
of people copying mechanism based on their culture's belief system or values or background or nationality is any difference? Well, I think we're talking about the difference between tribal societies and Western societies mostly here. Because when we're speaking of Western society, we've been programmed to panic in times like this. The brain really likes it, or at least your left side of the brain really likes it when you have this routine of going to the pub and going to the office. And it works very, very well when you're programmed because it actually frees the brain to take care of, you know, anything else that happens as long as you're relying on this habitual behavior. An automated process. Exactly. You know, you're, you're a psychologist, so you know what I'm talking about as well. But when we get into this crisis phase, we, we, you know, the whole fight or flight reaction, we get really tense and we start looking for solutions. The only thing is that we look for solutions where we can't find them. We look for them where we're used to. So we've never been in COVID before, and we try to look for solutions for COVID in a different state of mind where there wasn't COVID yet, so it doesn't make any sense. And then you feel like, I have no resources or I don't know what to do. But this requires, I think this is where creativity comes in, in a very big way, because this requires a different mindset. So if you're talking about tribal societies, I've lived in the Amazon, for example, it's very different there. Like, they couldn't be bothered or care less, at least like in the remote villages, if there's COVID or no COVID, if COVID even reached there, because, you know, the whole way of life is different. You have some routines, but you're talking about survival every day. You're talking about living in unpredictability. You're living, you're talking about living within the notion of creativity. So I suppose it changes the way you look at things. But for the most of us, it's just brains, it's beyond culture. Whenever we have crisis, we look for solutions in where, where we can't find them. Mm. And it took like great minds, you could see this in the in the 20s of the other century, you know, when the whole world was in one of the biggest financial crises, you know, the, the, the Wall Street fell, everything, you know, collapsed during that time. And, and it of course caused the Second World War afterwards. So this is how we cope with it naturally. But then you saw people like uh, Ford, or Carnegie making their fortune during that time, Napoleon Hill rising, you know, people like that coming from from that period and talking to you about mindset. And you're thinking, how could that even be possible? So you understand that they were in a sense, and perhaps this is what you're talking about culturally, it's about how much we can ignore what we see, how much we can ignore our reality and actually focus on what we believe instead of what we see. So it's not about what we believe, I'm, I'm refining it, it's about what you want. And thinking that when you want something... And you make it happen. Exactly, exactly, because I think this is where people are a bit confused when they say that your beliefs create your reality. It's not exactly that. It's your thoughts create your reality because... Uh, because your thoughts become words and exactly. your words become uh, habits and your habits become values and your values become beliefs. Yes. So everything because, starts from the mind. Because exactly like COVID, it's not that a whole bunch of us sat down and planned this. So same same coin, you know, vice versa. It's not that if I sit down and plan something and start, you know, it's going to happen. It's mostly about thinking that there is a field of possibilities that I cannot see. Mm. And if I just focus on that and saying I'm looking for solutions or I'm, I'm going to find solutions from an unseen source, 
this is where it comes from really and then you can start that's taking why it's steps. very interesting because recently I have realized that more and more people are investing more time in personal development now in mm. self-development in rediscovering themselves in yeah. reinventing themselves and trying to find what is that source that I can reproduce and cope with it so um, probably it's time for a lot of people to start refinding this uh, and reevaluate their situation and 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 being able to see the unseen as you mentioned so do you think um, this is happening more than ever now I think on some levels you see I mean you see a division at least in the beginning of the people who are opposing I think it's coming to terms with what there is firstly um, when we were talking about, let's say, tribal societies, because you expect the unexpected, sometimes it's easier, in a sense, to receive whatever's happening as a fact and saying, this is what's happening today, this is today's weather, now it's snowy and we just have to, you know, deal with it. And it's more about the how. And, and, and some people stay in this, they focus about, like, they read charts all day. You know the people that listen to news all day and reading charts about going back to normality? Oh, I love that. I'm saying this cynically. No, I don't. They're looking to see when will things get back to normal. And I keep thinking they're not. They're not going back to normal. They're shifting. They're going to be something else. I don't know what it is yet, but I can't live in, in if. Yeah. And I can't... I'm living in the end of what I want. I think... For me, one of the greatest inspirations that I've had um, on this matter was Zig Ziglar. You must yeah, have heard of him. Of course, Zig Ziglar is He was incredible, and I think that... Writer and author. He had one stronghold that I loved very much, which was acceptance. He could accept anything and, and turn it around. I think that was, for me, the way I, I studied him was like the strongest ho cross, uh, like stronghold, because I remember once they did an interview with him years ago when he was stuck in an airport he was already an old man and there was a snowstorm and flights got cancelled and he needed to stay like overlap hours in the airport so he, he explains how the people were standing in the queue and getting angry like getting cross and and arguing with everyone and with how could this be and now we're going to be stuck here and you see zig ziglar just sitting there and know, watching and and, and, and I think what happened, his son was saying later, is that the, the stewardess, like the, the, the flight attendants, they thought that he was a senile old man that doesn't understand. So they came to explain to him again, they did not understand his calm reaction. They're like, Mr. Ziegler, do you understand what is going that on? you're going to be, because he's like, yeah. No, no, but Mr. Ziegler, do you understand that you're going to be stuck here? He's like, yeah. So, may I ask why you're so calm? And he's like, Are oh. you okay with that? Yeah, he's like, This is fantastic, you know, with this American, like, southern accent. This is amazing. This is fantastic. And, like, how could it be fantastic? So he says, I've never been to this establishment, and I always wanted to visit this airport. It's so magnificent, and I've been procrastinating. I'm behind on emails and some phone calls. What a grand opportunity from the universe to just sit around and do this. I'm feeling fantastic. So is the way you see it? Yeah, and then they asked him, are you actually happy about this? He says, well, no, I'm not happy about this, but, I mean, what, do you want me to suffer more? I'm going to make the best of it, you know? <laughs> And, and he had this magical way of turning everything around. And I think this is really the difference 
Well, you don't you need to go to, uh, to uh, Ziegler because we have um, men searching for meaning to Franklin. Yes. And uh, he sees the same. Imagine he uh, experienced uh, like a terrible experience with uh, Holocaust. Holocaust. And he still managed to find the meaning. And that book uh, has relieved millions of people around the world that were failing to find that meaning and failing to see the opportunity in any adversity. So um, probably that is uh, the message that we should take as, as, uh, as the whole experience that we are having uh, as humanity. Because everything that we go through, every challenge that we go through, it, it's bringing a new opportunity. You know, Mirella, the, the thing is, I think, just to, to add on to that, I think it's very scary to be in the state of mind. <laughs> I think I, I can imagine Ziegler sitting there in the, in the, and, and everybody is being afraid of this old crazy man because this is what he probably, I think it's very scary mm. to allow you yourself. You can create, you can create your own. Yes. It's scary to be available mm. to the fact that you don't have to be stressed. Mm. That whether you're stressed or not, it's going to be solved. You may just be holding it back or holding yourself back from a solution if you're stressed. The well, opposite. Sometimes, sometimes it's healthy and sometimes it helps. It helps and sometimes it's, it's uh, the only choice that we can to buy time. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Uh, if, um, I always say if, um, if you are worrying so much for something that you don't know if it's going to happen or probably it happens or not happening. You don't, you don't know. So, but let's suppose that it's going to happen. Why do you worry twice? Wait and worry when it comes. And let's suppose that also it has arrived. When it has arrived, again, you ask yourself two questions. Do I have control over it? If the answer is no, then you, you have to be a Ziggler. Just you have, have to, to do Ziggler, nothing just to that. find a way say, okay, <laughs> just be a Ziggler. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then you focus on, okay, what can I do? And then the situation, the solution here is again, how do I respond to it? That is the only choice we have. How do we answer to this situation? And I love, this is, um, this is a story that, um, yeah, it will stay with me. <laughs> sometimes you have to be a Ziggler. I wish I had his patience sometimes when, for example, I remember one moment, I... Um, I'm going to Georgia. I go to the airport and um, I'm on time. This time I'm on time. Most of the time I am not, but this time I'm really on time. And they asked me, said, Madame, there is a problem with your ticket. Go to, go and go there. We'll talk with you later. So people come in and they go and come in and they go and I'm still waiting. And I go back again and say, hey, guys, are you going to do something with my ticket? And they say, you know what? Um, it's, it's becoming very late now, you better go to another, um, another desk and they guide me, you have to go there and left and right and, and I felt like, oh my god, but it's not that much time left. I said, that's the only way you can sort out your ticket, there is a pro. I said, look, you have taken the money and I have got the ticket, it, I have completely done the same process always and I go to the other desk and the desk is closed. I come back again, say, hey, nobody's there. Oh, because it's too late now. It's, it's uh, 6 o'clock, they're closed. I said, what do I do? I mean, I have to board now because it's like, it was like less than 30 minutes. And, as, and she was calling somebody and calling somebody and, and there was nobody left in the airport, in, 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 the, in the area of boarding, checking. And I was thinking, I said, hey, 
tomorrow I have to be there I have I'm a keynote speaker I I have to be there these guys have paid for me they've paid my travel they have paid my hotel they've paid everything you have to find a way and I was not late and I, I like what do I do and it was a moment that I thought wow I'm not I'm not going to win anything these guys have no power even whatever I do with them they're trying to call somebody they have no power so what I do I open my laptop and I search for another ticket How, what is the easiest way to go to Georgia and I find out that I have to take the train to go to the other airport I think I was in Heathrow I had to go to Gatwick and then from there get a flight which is a transition so oh, you're wow. reminding me I had to go to Turkey and then from Turkey to do but the the bottom line is that I made it um, well I wish I knew the story of the Ziegler because I probably I could handle it in a much nicer way because to be honest everything happens for a reason yes and yes. that's that diversion to Turkey made me to meet somebody else then then two months later I ended up being in Istanbul uh, speaking into a huge massive summit which called Bospor summit and if I would not experience that probably I would not be there so what I'm trying to say with this uh, learn from the Ziegler story <laughs> the Ziegler story and also understand that if something terrible for that moment is you feel is happening to you is happening for a reason because it's happening for better something better is coming what is your interpretation on that I love it and you know on that note we're talking about flights and airports I'll say one thing you know you asked me in the beginning how I came here what I didn't share with you is all the hardship and struggle I could have had I had problems with my passport coming out I needed because of COVID like special documents they gave me a hard time and I just said to myself you know what I trust that universe can see more options than I can now and I'm just waiting to see that and in the end I had like to pay nothing and I just crossed but I think the most interesting thing happened when I actually boarded the plane so I pre-bought a ticket that would make me comfortable because I was thinking okay now I'm walking with a cane I'm in a risk group I want to be distant don't want to sit with a whole bunch of people it's gonna be fine I board the plane and then they tell me oh yeah that's your seat it's all great it's secured but we see you're handicapped you can't sit here if you're handicapped so you see it seems like everything's going against the current and I'm thinking okay risk group I can't sit in the back that you know after lockdown they united all the flights into one so all the back of the plane has about um, 115 people and I'm thinking I'm not sitting back there with all of them you know and I asked them how much would it cost me to go to premium and they go yeah about 700 euros I'm like I've already paid a lot for this ticket I'm not paying 700 euros but then I said I'm not going in there you know I'm not going in this ambience in this state of mind I'm I'm doing Ziegler I didn't even think about <laughs> Ziegler but I was sitting in there in the plane thinking yeah something good is going to come out of this because there must be a reason for all of this I'm just going to talk to the attendant now the, the, the interesting thing is this we don't know we don't see the solutions like you didn't know you're going to meet someone in, in some to take you to Istanbul also uh, when I was there I did not know who was on board I did not know the stewardess I didn't know my options right but I think universe does or I think that at least something if you don't believe in, in this sort of thing perhaps something subconsciously is connected to some sort of network of possibilities and I think the answers the solutions are there so I was just open I said okay guys this is on you I just sat there comfortably they made me tea 
everybody boarded on. I didn't worry. Miralai was just sitting there and then the attendant comes and says, you know what? I really sympathize with your situation. Come up to premium. You don't need to pay anything. So I'm coming up to premium. There you go. Two other people and me. Three people in the whole department. So I don't need to worry, you know, being risk group. I have a whole role for myself. Like before I had a seat, a special seat. Now I have a role. Just choose, you know. Which one of the three do you want? Put my feet up. I had such a good time flying. <laughs> I can never them. imagine to them. that I'm going to have. Them. Yeah. Amazing. I love uh -huh. them. But the thing is, I had such a good flight in COVID. And, you know, your mindset says it's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. You know, it's going to be trouble uh, flying in times like this. I mean, it's 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 not nice. It's not safe. It was so nice, Mirella. I've never had such a nice flight. So so welcome back to London. Thank you. <laughs> Just going with this. Flow. So what are your plans for 2021, my darling? Wow. Well, you know about my launch of my podcast. So it's probably going to be end of February, beginning of March. I'm launching a podcast and I just want, um, I see my platform going more visible, attracting more clients in, uh, doing more talks, enjoying this. And of course, I, I'm looking for ways to create art always as a creative director and photographer you know I always look for ventures and it's been very interesting this past year what we can do from our homes even so I'm always inspired to take more action steps and then come back and live here in the UK okay that's a lot <laughs> I would love to have you back here thank you I would love and, to be um, here thank you for sharing everything with us uh, very inspiring very thank motivational you. something that people need to get out of their bed and keep going because better days are coming trust Indeed. me this is a very very confidential serious resource better days are coming wait for them If you enjoyed this episode of How to Think Big and Go Global, it would be amazing if you follow on Spotify and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate your support of my vision to empower women around the world. In the last 10 years, I have been traveling around the globe and I have met thousands of women with a big desire to grow, expand and go global. Perhaps you wanted to have launched your business earlier? and take some actions to start think big or you probably feel you're not ready and not prepared to start yet the good news is that you can still start thinking and breaking many limited beliefs inside you this is a big opportunity to tap into your highest potential if you start right now you are on time to create a breakthrough and accelerate on your path start developing your projects, grow your career, follow your dreams, and feel fulfilled. By tuning in on these episodes, you'll learn a lot. How to connect with your true purpose and make sure that before you start, your vision is big enough and you're ready to take it global. You'll learn how to navigate your mental power, tap into your biggest internal forces, and be able to hold in your vision. You'll be able to create online platforms by using social media and other channels that will help you and your vision to come to reality faster. Another thing which I'm really, really passionate is media. By you being able to tap into the media and raise your profile, it will help everything you do to position yourself as an expert in your industry and establish your authority in your field. That's why I would love you to join me on these episodes, which will help you to think, start, launch, scale, and go global. 
This podcast will challenge you to start asking the right questions. What is my purpose? What I'm meant to do in this world? How do I find my path? And you know what, my friend? Remember this. Finding is reserved for those who search. Begin to recognize the gift you have inside. Claim it, take ownership of it, and share it with those around you. This podcast will stretch you, challenge you, push you, and encourage you to think and go global. You are in the right place, and you can do this. Let's go together.